Welcome to Interviews. My name is Laurent Autain. I'm a business coach on a quest to crack the entrepreneurship code. So I thought, why not talk to entrepreneurs and ask them the right questions? I make sure to alternate between a male and a female guest every week. I hope their answers will inspire you. This podcast is available on all your favorite platforms. If you enjoy it, there are three ways you can help me make it bigger. One, subscribe. Two, share your favorite episode on social media. Three, buy me a pizza. Blog on my website, laurentnotin.com slash podcast and click on the icon, buy me a pizza. Interviews is brought to you by Social Prize, a marketing and communication agency operating remotely since 2005. Social Prize specializes in digital technologies and communication, web development, e-commerce, remote working, coaching, training, growth hacking. Log on their website, socialprize.me. Hi, thank you for joining Interviews. I always enjoy interviewing guests from a new country. And so today we're going to China and more specifically to Shanghai, a city I've been to twice, once for leisure and once for work. I'm with uh, Dana Wang, the founder and CEO of Juyi Info, and I hope I pronounced that correctly, a yes. software information platform that aims to help clients find out professional and reliable business partners more easily. Hello, Dana. Thank you very much for joining me today. Hello, Lauren. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Okay. Uh, I got my bachelor degree in the uni from the University of Auckland. I got my bachelor degree there. It's Bachelor of Commerce. And I have a double major. One is uh, marketing. The other is information system. So mm. I, uh, after my graduation from New Zealand, uh, I just went back to China because uh, I've been there for almost three years, a little bit missing home. So I decided to come back to Shanghai and uh, I joined the American company that they have a rep office in China and we are facing to the wealthy clients and uh, helping them about the, uh, for the U.S. stock analysis actually <laughs> at that time that's a little bit long that's like back to 2004 so it's a oh. it's like a decade before <laughs> okay so about working I was there as the sales and the marketing manager there and working there about this for three years mm. uh, and I feel I've reached the ceiling of the roof because it's a private company and uh, we are the top one company not 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 that tall but Within the certain industry, we are the top already. So I'm thinking about my next career. So I decided to get my master degree. And uh, I, I graduated from the uh, uh, Rotterdam School of Management in the Netherlands. I got a master of financial management. So I specialized in structured products. And uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> I graduated in 2007. It's a really mm. special year. Yeah. Uh, before I graduate, I had because uh, we have the professors from uh, US, UK, uh, and also the, the European unions. And uh, I will ask my professors about my career. So my I asked my professors, say, 
you know, any suggestions like、uh, where I should go to work next? And、uh, my professor said, "Oh,、uh, what do you think?" Uh, he 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 just said, "Uh, I think uh in two thousand eight there must be something big happened in the states, so I suggest you do not go there." <laughs> so, That was a good advice. Because we, <laughs> we are financial, because I special, because I specialize in structured products. So and next. He asked me, "What do you think about China?" I say, "China would be great because we have Olympic Games in 2008. We can learn,、mm. you know, <laughs> we'll be fine, no matter what happens." So he said,、uh, "Okay, if you think China is fine, then go back to China. It would be your choice." So I followed her suggest his suggestion actually. So,、uh, so I joined the writers group in Beijing office. At that time, it's still the Reuters Group. What we say now is change the name to Thomson Reuters to Refinity.、Mm. But、uh, while I was in Reuters Group, I was、um, the section leader for the corporate clients. So、uh, most of our clients are corporate, large corporate like the SOE or the Fortune 500 companies. So I was the the pre-sales person at there. Uh, and uh, while we're working, because、uh, we're facing the company restructuring in two thousand and eight, so I decided to leave at that time because、uh, I feel I'm still young. <laughs> I、mm. want to learn something more. So I decided to join CEBM Group,、uh, which is an independent research company on active research, but only focused on the micro and the strategy in China. So I was the institutional sales there. Uh, after working there for three years, because、uh, we are mainly、uh, serve the mutual fund clients, so they're the institutional client. And uh, uh, after after that, I feel my career path. There's only one type of clients I haven't faced. They are the private equity clients. So、right. <laughs> I decided to join Capvision in charge of the. Uh, the whole primary market, including the venture capitals, private equity clients in the Greater China area, right?、Mm. And and this、uh, the journey is a little bit long. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, but it's it's very、uh, impressive. I mean, your educational level. You have a double bachelor in information system marketing, and then you said, "All right, I need more studies, so I've got to go and study financial financials." It's it's really impre really impressive. Why is that? Why why is it so important for you、uh, to get that level of education? Ah,、uh, because actually at the time I applied the、uh, financial management as well as the MBA. Applied the the, the degrees to、okay. both、uh, at the same time, and I also got the offer from MBA program from the other European schools, but. Because、uh, at that time I feel I'm still a little bit young to <laughs> to 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 study the MBA. I think it's a little bit about the、uh, you know you want to change your career path or sometimes it need more social. I want to learn something specialized because、uh, specialized in certain areas.、Mm. So because I already got my double majors for my bachelor degree, so I think I will learn the. Learned a little bit in my bachelor, so for my master degree, I want to learn something focused on the certain areas. So finally, I decided to choose a financial management. Right. Right. And so, you're super educated. 
you you spend a lot of time in the corporate world why did you become an entrepreneur then Wow, that's about my. I think it's more about my last uh, career <laughs> I have okay. to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, so I joined uh, I joined the Horizon Insight in two thousand and sixteen. So uh, I was in charge of all those uh, the the primary market for mm. raising capital for those uh, startups. Not startups, but the, most of them are the uh, companies around the series. B or to C, yes, they are they are they are on the growth stage most of the mm. time, right? And um, so I were talked uh, in the like in the past three years because I worked in Horizon Inside about three years. Within the three years, we have talked uh, uh, with a. Uh, uh, different peoples or they're all the entrepreneurs actually they're all the they're they're really excellent in their certain area mm. so i will learn a lot from them so i think uh, although they are in different industries and uh, i find that uh, for certain uh, there's still something in common that i could learn so from the knowledge base i think i've stored <laughs> stored enough knowledge to go <laughs> and uh, also i think for the chinese saying we say that means the, the right time right place with the uh, right people together so right. all the three feet i mean all the three triggers together so in 2018 because uh uh i think i was thinking about what should i do and also it's the right time that i believe uh china in the future china will face a cycle that uh, for lots of corporate or the companies they are not only like uh, driven by the capital growth but uh, uh like how to improve the company's efficiency is more important and our mm. business is gonna help them to get the information faster and more accurate so the company may need it so we're gonna face the huge market to grow that's i think it's the right time i think at least in the next 10 years that's that will be changed and uh also for the right place because in shanghai like you said i mean we are based in shanghai and there are enough talent here and mm. also the 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 like the the environment it's uh it's relatively good it's more international and the local government have lots of policies to su to support the startups and uh Finally, I think I got my uh, co-founders ready, and she is a, that's a she, and it's also a female founder. So I think we got all three features together. So that triggers us. <laughs> right. So can you tell us a bit about what your business does? Well, I mean, traditionally, uh, lots of people are going to say we are an expert network companies. But actually, uh, from my, I started my company, uh, we want to make it different. We want to be a platform rather than just an expert network company. So uh, what I would like to call us, uh, so we are uh, independent information brokers to help people, especially our corporate clients, to connect the primary information directly and accurately. Mm. Yes. So whenever our clients want to 
talk with someone or get the primary information, then we just help them to connect to the right people. Because you're based in in China, you know, and you're the first guest I've been uh, I'm talking to uh, who is over okay. there. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit about doing business in China. If I am if I am let's say a company located outside China and I'm looking at you know the Chinese market, what is it that I should know? That's a that's a more that's a complicated question. Well, that's in five minutes. <laughs> okay, so I think if uh, if because uh, if you're if you're if you're foreign company, it depends. I mean, if you're foreign company already set up outside of China, wherever in the world that uh, you already have a corporate already. Mm. So if you want to go to the China market, uh, it's better to contact us. <laughs> Well, it's not for marketing, but actually the thing is, before entering the China market, the first important thing is to learn or know about China. I think yeah. that's the first thing we need to know that for all those foreign companies, just like if I want to go to the, uh, the European market or not even European, but specialized like even the German market, I need to go to German to learn something, you know, their local policies, how to recruit people there, how to set up the company, uh, which area may have a certain policies to support the foreign companies, mm. especially the company related to certain technology or healthcare industry, as uh, all the consumers, because China is so huge. Different uh, provinces may have a different supporting policies. Right. So before you go, just the, the first thing is to need to know and learn a little bit about the, the China, you know, because um, we want to get something to the best of fit. That's mm. uh, to that's better for the foreign companies to grow much more easier because the because uh, uh, even for registered company, I think for lots of foreign companies, they're gonna fill in lots of documents. <laughs> Because uh, right. also open the bank account, that's another issues. And mm. uh, even employed people, they are uh, maybe at the very beginning, just get an agent to, to get started, you know. So there are lots of things need to, to know. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's very true because, well, just this podcast today, we are not usually a record on Zoom. But Zoom doesn't yeah. work in China, so we're using via <laughs> meeting, whatever you whatever you call it. Yeah, from Tencent. Tencent. <laughs> from Tencent techno technology. Yeah, Tencent but, meeting. Yes, so it's a very interesting comment. Like, uh, make sure that you understand understand the market. Is there anything else that is important to know as a, when it comes like to actually doing business? So you already entered the market and you want to start, you know, finding clients in China. Mm -hmm. Uh, is there anything that you should know about, you know, bis uh, Chinese business people and the way they do business? I think it, uh, it's, <laughs> it's uh, when we're talking about the Chinese uh, business environments, there are always lots of uh, rumors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to comment on that, but I mean, uh, I mean, for lots of, uh, I, I, I don't know the other provinces, but mm. at least for Shanghai, it's more international. There are lots of foreigners here. So, and uh, they're they quite open, actually. Lots of people can speak English. So, I mean, 
before anyone choose those uh, the the clients or the, the the your market your market your market uh, where to go your market uh, it's better to find some places it's uh, open like Shanghai or Beijing I don't know but uh, or Shenzhen possibly is another choice but mm. at least that is uh, it's uh, it's quite open to the foreigners that's uh, that's something essential and uh, also. At the very beginning, it's uh, better for some smaller companies, not uh, not uh, the giant, mm. <laughs> for the startups or the, the, the middle to smaller size companies, for the foreign companies, it's better to find a reliable business partner, local business partners, right? because uh, it would help them a lot on the local things, because uh, uh, within different industries may have a different business rules. To be honest, because mm. uh, I'm not in, I, I I don't work in all the industries before, but uh, I only work in the financial services industry, so I'm more familiar with this industry. But for the other industries, I think there are different rules. That uh, so at the very beginning, I think it's a little bit better to just uh, find a, a reliable uh, local partners local business partners and to get to know about this market and then see uh, what next because because mm. uh, business partners is quite helpful at the very beginning but it may take time to choose a reliable one yeah. <laughs> yes all right thank you for the tips going back <laughs> to uh, you as an entrepreneur today and uh, you know in a the the yeah. job, the responsibilities that you have on a daily basis, what are you very good at? I think it's more on marketing and the sales, mm. <laughs> basically. <laughs> so good at the marketing and the sales part to, to talk with the clients and to solve the business issues. Yes, that's because I have a lot about 15, 15 years working experience in sales. So that's a I think I'm stressed. This is one of my stress. Yes. Okay. Can you can you give a little bit of can you share a little bit of your secrets? Secret sauce. What is a what is a good salesperson? What makes you a good salesperson? Ah. <laughs> oh, there are secret recipe to share. <laughs> <laughs> But actually, there's no secret recipe. Actually, yeah. But but I mean, for uh, because we are we're, I, I was working with most of the time I was working with the corporate client and the institutional clients. So mm. I think my uh, my experiences to share is more related to this area rather than the consumer end. Because for the consumer market, that might be some other successful rules. I mean, uh, I'm not that familiar. So. Personally, what I would like to share about the clients is about, uh, first of all, I think it's important to understand the client's needs. Mm. That's, uh, that's, that's really important. Like, uh, if, if our solution or if uh, your product could solve the client's problem, because corporate clients are really, you know, they, they are quite realistic. They're going to say, okay, you know, if your product could save their cost, or improve their efficiency, or what, what, what can be a product do, right? They are, because they are not the one person make a decision. They are, they yes. have a long, long procedures for the internal, internal decision making process. So 
But actually, at the very beginning, we really need to provide what we can do. That's uh, to understand the client's needs and tell them what we can do to help them to solve the problem. That's the first thing. And the second way, we need to know or we need to very uh, we need to know the procedure the, the internal procurement procedure like who is the decision makers uh besides this the the business the like uh, if you talk with one business unit is that mm. only one business unit involved in the decision making or is it related to the other departments because within the corporate is different from the individual or the consumer clients they are yes. they are facing different uh, questions internally because sometimes even be our product is good but if the financial department say oh it's uh, your department has used up your budget this year so <laughs> you just cannot uh, buy anything from uh, outside vendors I mean, we have we already faced this kind of problems before. I mean, mm. it's not only decided by one person, even the end user, they are not decision makers. So to be succeed, we, we definitely need to know the procedure, like uh, what procedure and what who, how many people we need to talk with. Not only the people from the business unit, but maybe from the other departments. That's the second thing that's a really important as well. And uh, Finally, I think it's, uh, it's, it's more about uh, uh, to be successful. I think we still need to think about the product to make, uh, to how to improve our products at all the time. Not mm. only just sign a contract with a corporate client at once, because we wanted to build up the relationship with our corporate clients in the long term. So we definitely need to keep thinking the products because uh, Although I'm a sales, but I'm also the product manager because <laughs> mm. uh, only I, I think the sales knows more about the clients. But if you have the ability to transfer clients' demand into a product, that's another ability. So I think that's more important that uh, the founder, it's better that the founder is a product man because uh, the founder needs to see the clients and also has the ability to transform the client's needs into products. So we need to make our products to like to grow or to reform, or sometimes we need some other creations that's, uh, that's something new to fit client's needs. Because uh, for instance, we have the good relationships within the corporate with one business unit, they may refer us to the other business units see you know they have some other problems if you could solve the problem so then we could build our relationships with our corporate clients more deeply i love it because what what <laughs> you're saying yeah it's but it's true you're we're talking b2b uh sales and it can be so complicated it takes a lot of time and what you're saying it's very true and this is what i what i uh I used to experience also when I when I work. So I've always worked in the B2B service. It's like all these yes. politics, knowing the knowing the stakeholders and making sure that you know to talk to people, you understand how everything works and build long-term relationships. And I yes. really love the fact that you're saying the funders should absolutely be involved in sales and, and be the product manager and 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 uh, be be the sales the 
be in charge of building the relationship because a lot of entrepreneurs forget about that. If you look at your uh, now five years experience as an entrepreneur, what lessons have you learned along the way? Well, I think the key lessons is about people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not the only one to say that. <laughs> A lot of entrepreneurs say that. Why? Oh, well, I think to make the business to grow, because we are not manufacturing, you know, we are not like, we are not like, like the factory and have lots of machines. Our business, we are professional service industry. We are more mm. relied on the people. Mm. So when we want to be like to expand our team size, we were thinking about a lot of ways to go. And uh, uh, last year we have tried a way that to, to get some uh, senior level people from outside of our group, but uh, uh, but the person is very has very like uh, has a really good experiences over ten years. Looks like a really perfect candidate and uh, knowing about our industries and uh, but we never worked with him before because uh, he just worked for the other companies before. Yes, mm -hmm. so. Uh, but actually, it's not a very happy ending, <laughs> right. unfortunately. But uh, but with the relation, but we still keep the good personal relationship. But we just on the work during the work, you know, the working styles became it's not it's just not fit, you know, because um sometimes it's not about right or wrong, but the business for especially for the entrepreneurs, we have a relatively small small team. And if one person came in and all the management styles might be changed by this person, that what we call them, uh, not outsiders, but, 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 but the people from not growing up within the team. So they're going to have lots of conflicts. Uh, I think uh, from I founded, uh, I, I talked with a person, I said, uh, when I founded this company in 2018, I, I never have some uh, like uh, sleepless. <laughs> mm. Every night I sleep well, but after he joined the team, <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> like for one week every day, <laughs> it's really horrible time. But, but yes, because I'm really worried about if this person's business or the management style doesn't fit the corporate the corporate the company culture, and uh, when he started to recruit and expand the team, if the company will become different, that's not the company what I had the honor to have. So right. so I think it was uh, when we have senior management people involved in the team i think that's uh, happened a lot in for the for the entrepreneurs i mean like in this also in the startup companies because mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of a dilemma you know like uh, you want to have someone within the team to become the senior manager or you want to have some people uh, from outside of your team but very senior and uh, experienced join the team that's a dilemma i mean sometimes it's uh, difficult to choose but uh, that's a, that's a really important lesson I learned. So after that, I still that I decided <laughs> we still need to focus on the people growth within our current employees and uh, see if someone could become or the grow became the senior management partner. 
Right. So that's the main lesson you learn from from this experience. It's grow your yes. grow your people from within the company. So does it mean yes. you will never hire from outside anymore? No, 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 no. I, I just mean the just just the senior level. Right. I mean, I might be it's not the right person we choose, or we are not at that right time. I mm. think. Yeah, it's not about that person. I think it's just the. Uh, uh, we are not choosing the right person or we are not choosing the right time. We, we still, we are, we definitely going to recruit people outside from our company, especially the experienced people, but just, uh, uh, before the person join our company, we need to learn or test them something more. I understand. Any other lessons? For our company, I think, um, uh, we are just uh, we are we are a little bit lucky. Just so I will mm. that's the only say I can say that uh, uh, we are um, we are we are have we haven't faced so many so many difficulties or we would there are lots of lessons because we have uh, we really prepared a lot. I really prepared a lot before right. before I started. So uh, so there are lots of things that had uh, we. What we say is uh, if something I have been forecasted that it won't be a lessons or 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 difficulties because uh, mm. that would be something you haven't you already know. So that won't be a lessons or or the difficulties you're gonna get because uh, I already forecasted so that might be happen. So so that if that happened. That would be like uh, it's a uh, it's acceptable and it's okay and I will have the certain solution for that already because mm. I will get prepared. <laughs> so it's uh it's uh, it's not like uh, that. Uh, if uh, I I think if uh, there are lots of young entrepreneurs, they are not prepared for lots of things. They're gonna have a lots of uh, lessons to learn because wherever they go, they just feel oh, well, why should I do that? Uh, why should I, well, I? Why I didn't do that? That's like that. But mm. uh, because for our company, we are we are we are the, we have the mature business model. We already know where to go, and uh, we just uh, keep walking, keep expanding the team. Then that's gonna be the the like kind of routine that we can. We already know what is gonna happen next. So so that's why I think we haven't faced the. Uh, so many lessons <laughs> except the people i think uh, yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> so what do you want to take the business to what's your dream well my dream <laughs> my dream is uh i want to it's really a dream i mean <laughs> it's okay uh, i really want to create uh, a platform a platform to for the people because uh i always told my colleagues that uh, like uh um, like uh, Alibaba, it's uh, a Taobao, it's a platform for the products. Mm. Uh, we want to create a platform for the information. We want more people, we want to offer people um, one day, there are lots of people would be like the independent information broker, we call them IIB. We could offer some more flexible work, flexible time to work. And um, yes, that's uh, and uh, they have a 
they have the freedom for work also <laughs> that's what we want to create because uh it's a uh, uh, i just give you an example that uh, one of our colleague uh in last year her grandpa got the cancer and it's really mm. late stage and uh her grandpa was in a village and uh, out of shanghai anhui province and uh uh, I mean, for most of the companies, I mean, because uh, she want to go back to the small town, to the village, to a company with her grandpa, because uh, the doctor said her grandpa may only have like a half a year or one year left mm. maximum, and uh, she want to spend the last uh, the, the time with him. So, I mean, most of the time, that would be a either or option. That's either she leave the company, you know, or mm -hmm. just uh, or stay. That's uh, most of the time for the traditional companies, that's only an uh, either all option. But for our business, we could uh, offer another choice that uh, she could just uh, go back to work. She can still work mobilely and uh, it not, uh, not influenced by anything. And then she work in a small town and uh, spend a little time with her grandpa. And uh, But she still can work for us. Right. So... I think that's a really good example for that. So uh, I wish one day our company could be more openly for for the people who dreams have the same dream with us and uh, work more uh, work to let the work has more flexibility. What is the one recommendation that you would give to entrepreneurs? Mm, never give up. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Okay, okay. Now I want to know more. Why? Why are you saying that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, it's uh, it's not the lessons we need to learn from the like to be an entrepreneurs because uh, because uh, for personally for me, I think it's more about every day we're gonna wherever we work, we're gonna face different difficulties or problems. There's a, this it's not about your entrepreneur or not. It's just mm. different kind of problems, I believe. It's just, just about the type of the problems. But for the entrepreneurs, I think we take more uh social responsibilities. So because for every day. I wake up, I just want to know, say, oh, I need to go to work because uh, <laughs> I have uh, so many people, not so many, but still we have a team to work with me mm. and uh, I I need to keep my promise to let the company to grow. So that, that that's, uh, that's uh, something that made me to keep me run every day. So uh, I think for the entrepreneurs, so there are always, always problems or difficulties we're going to meet every day, but just uh, don't give up easily. <laughs> yeah, because uh, sometimes uh, it's, a, it, it's not a short distance running. It's a, it's a long distance. So mm. sometimes you may need a little bit of slow down, but do not stop. Slow down, but do not stop. Nice. I like it. My podcast is called interviews cracking the entrepreneurship code so have you cracked the code i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Last question. How can people contact you if they want to know more about you? Oh, they can just contact me from LinkedIn. Okay. Thank you very much for your time today. Okay, thank you, Aaron. And thank you all for listening. If you like this podcast, please help me spread it to your network. Send your favorite episode to one fellow entrepreneur or wannabe entrepreneur. Let's inspire as many entrepreneurs as we can. See you next time. Bye-bye.